0: Have you ever wanted to get a gift for someone, but you just didn't know what to get them? You wanted to buy them something, but not just anything. It has to be special, right? Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about a company that sells exactly that, special. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Stock Stories, the show where we decode the business behind the stock. Hi, I'm Alex Mason. I am your stock storyteller. My wife and I went from not knowing anything about investing to becoming financially independent by 30 years old. And my goal with this show is to empower you with the knowledge and skills you need to successfully invest in the stock market. This is a show that explores the fundamentals of how businesses work and teaches you to become a better thinker. So I'm studying the entire companies in the S&P 500, and I'm studying even more. Are you ready? Let's get into today's episode. Etsy is one of the largest and fastest growing online marketplaces in the United States and is trying to expand its house of brands, quote unquote, in other strategic markets like Brazil. Everybody knows that e-commerce is huge, right? E-commerce as a general category is growing. We see that with Amazon, we see that with Alibaba, other types of marketplaces that are really taking off. And what sets Etsy apart though, is that it focuses specifically on special or non-commoditized products. Now people will often buy things on Etsy that are custom that they can't get anywhere else. It's basically the online version of a local craft store or a market. Now, while there's a massive increase in profits that happened during the pandemic, that woke Wall Street up to the company's financial strength. Etsy, I believe, still has a lot of room to grow because it only has 100 million current customers. Now, Etsy has traded at rich valuations as far as its stock price historically, but the stock price has come down a lot recently and the company is still growing strong. So it's something that I'm looking at a little bit more now. So how did this company come to be in the first place? Where did it all begin? Well, Etsy started out in Brooklyn in 2005 as this quirky small company called IOSpace. And it was founded by Robert Kalin and two other founders. And the idea was very simple. It was to create a new marketplace using the internet to help independent artisans sell their goods. Because here was the problem. The internet was growing very quickly at this time. It's 2005. People are making new companies related to the internet left and right. And the founders saw that modern corporations weren't really interested in helping individual artisans or sellers sell their goods. They were focused on commoditized products and leaving those other types of sellers out. So they wanted to sell... Things like tubes of toothpaste or standard furniture or things like that. Things that are not really that personal, but things that are mass market products. And this kind of makes sense based on the current retail landscape. That's kind of the first thing that you want to sell on the internet. But IOSpace was focused more so on artisan goods. The company ended up changing its name to Etsy because Kalen thought that it sounded like a fun nonsensical word. (laughs) That's basically where it came from. Now, by 2010, the company had grown, though it was still kind of slow. And they had to find people to sell products and use their technology form to attract people to buy them. So at this point, the company had about 25,000 registered users, respectable but still very small. And the company was starting to gain a little bit of traction now the company has always been known for its socially conscious culture they have always focused on things like gender equality in their hiring and bragging about things like their composting practices so especially in the past it was a company that seemed pretty anti Wall Street but things changed in 2015 when the company went public Now at that time, Etsy grew to about 24 million buyers in countries around the world. So it was really picking up steam at this point. And then after it went public, Etsy struggled to attract praise from investors. So even though revenue increased at a healthy 33% in that following year, it still lost $3 million. So this was not a profitable company. Wall Street was growing in patience and various funds started buying up shares of Etsy stock in order to exert more influence on the board of directors. And the reason this happens is because remember, a piece of stock is a piece of ownership of a company. So the more stock you buy, the more ownership you have, and the more ownership you have, the more ability you have to influence the direction of the company, especially if you're buying millions and millions of dollars worth of stock in a small company you can actually exert some influence on what's going on so eventually what happened is basically the ceo of the company got kicked out and he was replaced by a man named josh silverman now interestingly silverman was a big executive over at ebay another huge e-commerce giant especially back in the 90s it was a huge e-commerce giant And so this CEO transition happened in 2017. So Silverman's leadership marked a big change in the company and into what it has morphed into today. So operations were streamlined significantly. The company improved things like its payment processing systems. It moved its data from in-house servers to cloud-based storage. And then in general, it just cleaned up its infrastructure. Now, the increased profits and improved share price ended up following because of these positive changes. And 2017 through 2019 were indeed profitable years for the company. Then in 2020, we all know what happened that year, right? There was a pandemic. And with that pandemic, a lot of businesses and industries suffered incredibly. Suffered incredibly. And in fact, as I record this in 2022, A lot of businesses and industries are still suffering because of this pandemic. Now, interestingly, this ended up being a huge tailwind for Etsy and a lot of e-commerce businesses. A lot of people went to Etsy specifically to buy things like masks. Mask sales, people wanted custom masks. They wanted ones with cute designs on them. They wanted ones for their kids and their sisters and their husbands. And by itself, mask sales ended up becoming 8% of the company's gross merchandise sales that year. Now, gross merchandise sales is also known as GMS, and that just means the dollar value of the goods that were sold, so not how much Etsy as a company made from it, but we'll get to the business model in just a minute. Now that a few years have passed, the business has been stabilizing. They're not really selling that many masks anymore, although people are still buying masks to a certain degree. But the massive growth that Etsy experienced in 2020, it's starting to taper off a little bit. Now the good news for shareholders is that the profits and revenues of Etsy have continued to stay pretty high. And that's because a lot of the customers who discovered Etsy during the beginning of the pandemic, they've stuck around and they're buying other things now because they like the platform. Now, in addition to this, you'll want to know that I'm very much enjoying making this episode for you. So if you are getting value out of this episode, I would be very grateful if you go ahead and take one second to just tap that like button. Thank you so much. So now that we've learned a little bit about where Etsy came from and how its business model started, Let's talk about the business today. What is Etsy like and how does it make money? So, first of all, Etsy is a marketplace. That's basically the model. It's a marketplace that connects buyers and sellers of unique types of goods. Now, it's a platform that allows individuals to buy and sell things, usually things that are somehow unique or custom in some way. For example, if I just want to buy a wristwatch, I want to buy a generic watch, I might go to Amazon target, I might even go to a local department store. But if instead I wanted something just a little bit different, a little more unique, let's say I want a men's watch with a retro look and with some mechanical features, and I think that looks really cool, I could go to Etsy and find something like that. So Etsy helps a person with a sense of style, which is you, find a special gift on Etsy for some kind of special occasion so that's kind of what they do their business is built around this idea of celebrations special moments special gifts and in general just uniqueness so Etsy makes money in two ways there's marketplace revenue and services revenue so let's talk about the marketplace revenue first marketplace revenue comes in when something is purchased so say you go on Etsy, and you pick something to buy, and you purchase it, and the seller is selling it for a certain dollar amount. While well, the individual entrepreneur gets most of the money, but Etsy takes its cut for various fees, and specifically, these are the fees that Etsy takes. They get a flat 50-cent listing fee for each item that's listed. They get a 5% cut of what's sold. They get between 12 and 15%. For off-site advertising depending on how many things the seller is selling and they take between three and four and a half percent for payment processing for Etsy payments so you can see very quickly how the fees are just stacking up for the seller and it's upwards of something like 25% based on these numbers of the sales price that could go to the corporation and 75% or so goes to the entrepreneur Now, although this seems like a lot, and I've never sold anything on Etsy myself, so this is just my humble opinion doing the research, it actually seems pretty fair because you have to consider that Etsy is taking care of all of these aspects of running a global business for you that you don't have to do. They're handling customer acquisition through their search platform. They're handling advertising. They're handling shipping. They're handling payments. They're handling all of these things All you have to do is create the product and make sure it's a great product. And then, of course, there's things like customer communication, customer service. You've got to actually ship the thing. So I don't want to diminish the work that Etsy sellers do. I'm just trying to make the point that Etsy provides real value with all these services. And so, yeah, they're taking a big cut, but it's for a reason. Now, in order for this business to ultimately succeed long term, the thing is everybody has to make money. Etsy in recent years has increased their fees, but they can't increase them too much because otherwise sellers will just find other ways to sell their products online and they just won't bother with Etsy. But if they keep that balance, then everybody thrives. So let's talk now about service revenues. This is how Etsy makes money for optional additional services that they offer their sellers. So for sellers buy things like ads, and that places their product in more prominent places on their website and their app. So it's to Google Ads work, just exclusive to the Etsy platform. And then sellers can also buy things like shipping labels instead of providing them on their own. So these are other ways that Etsy makes money. And as far as how effective this is, as of 2020 data, about 22% of sellers use Etsy ads as well as Etsy shipping labels. So the company definitely has room to increase their revenues in this area of these optional services if they can convince sellers that it's a good deal. So far, we've been talking about Etsy exclusively, but I briefly want to mention that the company actually has other brands that it's building. And for example, we have Reverb, which Reverb is a company that sells musical instruments, And then you have Depop, which is a Gen Z-focused brand for fashion. And then Elo 7. Elo 7 is the Etsy brand in the country of Brazil. And the money mainly comes from Etsy and Reverb, but Etsy wants to expand the strength of these newer brands over time. So now that we know a bit about Etsy's business and where they come from, as investors, we have to ask ourselves, what is the competitive advantage? If a company doesn't have a competitive advantage, they will not be in business for long. So I see Etsy's main advantage as its ability to create a strong marketplace for custom goods. You don't really see other companies doing this. At least I haven't seen any yet. So if you want something handmade or vintage, let's think about what your options are. Where are you really going to buy it? You have a couple of options. You could stay offline and buy something locally, say you go to a garage sale or an antique store, or maybe you go to a world market, which by the way, shut down a lot of stores in recent years. Or you can go online and maybe shop at a company like a Wayfair or an Amazon. But these items are focused on commodified goods so they're a little bit more mass market that could be sold anywhere so if you want something truly unique maybe you go to a place like ebay and ebay is known for collectibles right and other sorts of unique items the point is when you go custom there aren't many options and etsy has positioned itself to be the best option for both the buyer and the seller with custom items sellers can charge a premium right you're going to charge more for A watch with some hand engraved embroidery (laughs) I'm just making this up but you're gonna pay more for an item with special unique handmade features than something that is just a mass-market product and so people are willing to pay more for things that are considered special and that helps make the Etsy entrepreneurs more money as well as Etsy the company more money thing is that Etsy also does business in a market that is expanding so their management believes that the market for special goods is around 100 billion dollars and that's just in the markets that they currently operate in so the current gross merchandise sales is somewhere around 12 billion dollars so they have a lot of room to grow here now Etsy sells in over 50 different retail categories in dozens of countries And they focus on sellers and buyers, mainly in a few countries, though. The United States, the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Australia, France, and India. Those are their main markets. And the massive increase in both revenue and profits in 2020 due to the mask sales shows just how powerful Etsy's platform really is. Now, the good thing is that even though mask sales have pretty much gone away, overall revenue and profit has been maintained and the company has resumed its normal growth trajectory. And to me, that indicates that buyers who started using Etsy during the pandemic have stuck around. And when you get that habitual cycle of buying, that's an indicator of a strong business. And I just want to point out a couple of things because they're really important for investing in any business is the financials. First of all, we want to look at not just the stock price, but let's go down to the actual numbers. And so here, let's look at the total revenues. So this is Etsy's revenue over the past several years, and you can see that it's grown substantially, something like 20 to 35% year-over-year in typical years, which is really strong. Now, what we want to know next as potential shareholders is if the profit growth is also following the revenue growth. And so let's look at profits for a moment. So the net income of this business it's been growing significantly too. If we just look at the net income, okay, they were unprofitable in 2016, they were losing money. 2017, 18, 19, all right, making more money here and there. Boom, 2020 over 349 million dollars in profits so that's a really great thing and one other thing i want to point out is operating margins let's take a look at that really quickly now operating margins this is effectively the percentage of money that the company keeps over time so you can think about income as opposed to expenses and operating margins in 2016 for example were just five percent and Over the years, they've gradually increased. 2018, they were over 12%. By 2020, operating margins were over 24%. So this is not just a business that's made more money in terms of dollars, but it's actually getting more efficient at creating profits over time. And that's a sign of a great business. That's another thing that is important to take note of. Etsy is one of the largest and fastest growing online marketplaces in the United States and I think it is a great business. So e-commerce in general is growing and Etsy itself is in a unique position in this market that will allow sellers to charge premium prices for their products. And I see the main growth driver of the business being the general shift from offline retail to online retail as well as the expansion of Etsy's service revenue, which right now, it's only about 25% of Etsy's total revenue. Most of the money they make is because of those mandatory fees that they charge sellers for. Now, Etsy trades at around $185 per share right now. So that's somewhere in the realm of 50 something times earnings. But even with double digit growth, there isn't a ton of, margin of safety at these prices. If we just look at First glance. But consider that Etsy is growing at something like 20 to 30% per year. Now, if it can sustain these growth levels over the next several years, this price of the stock is actually not that high. So it pays to look a little bit deeper under the hood of company's financials to understand how much willing to pay for this stock. Now, that being said, Etsy has traded at better prices in the past. It even traded in the mid-100s around a year ago. So the company itself is very attractive because of its differentiated offering. So that's what I think about Etsy. But I want to know, what do you think? Is this stock a buy or a sell or a hold? Let me know in the comments below. And if you're hungry for more, I've created over 200 podcast episodes free podcast episodes on different companies already so click the link in the description to check that out thank you so much i'll see you on the next one